Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. It's the Mission Podcast. Rolling. All right, sweet. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mitchin, a food rep, a podcast about food in a world without restaurants. My name is Andrew Levins, and joining me today is my co-host Mitchell Orr. Good afternoon. Andrew Levins. It might be it might be morning to somebody somewhere. <laughs> well, to me, it's afternoon, so that's all that counts. Okay, very important. <laughs> um, and this is uh, this is the first time the Mitchin has ever been part of a network. Um, all I have a bunch of other podcasts that um, are now are now all <laughs> under the one banner um, of Sans Pants Radio. So, hey, fam, serious issues, all the small games, and the Mitchin are all. Um, over at Sans Pants Radio, which is a Melbourne-based, uh, mostly comedy uh, podcast network. And uh, they were like, yeah, we need some less funny ones on there. <laughs> Let's get the mention. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, one of the other podcasts that we love um, and hosted by one of our favorite people... Who, have you been on the mission before, Alexi? This is my first time and I'm freaking out. Damn. I've listened to every episode, but this is my first time speaking on it. Um, you, you, you cut yourself into... You have like Alexi edits of every episode of the mission where you just like join in. <laughs> it's easy to listen to every episode when there's only 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I just fucking mainline them, dude. I've heard all of them. Um, so that is Alexi Toliopoulos. He's the host of Total Reboot. Uh, Mike Check and uh, Finding Drago, two of those three podcasts, are on Sans Pants as well. So this is our our Welcome to the Network episode featuring fellow Sans Panzer, even though we've known each other long before the time yeah. of uh, podcast networks. I would um, say that the two of you are like two of my closest friends in this, in this day and age. So uh, <laughs> it's very weird to have like an official introduction when I just probably talk to both of you every single day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but look, I mean, uh, we don't want to turn this podcast into like this depressing, like restaurant news update mm. during the most depressing time for restaurants in history. Oh, we don't? Uh, oh. So we're going, oh, you, oh, you get Mitch. I mean, I know oh. that's your forte. So. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to get Mitch ranting. We got to get Mitch ranting that I need to hear it. Um, you, you can, you can have Mitch's soapbox at the, at the, at the top of the episode if you want Mitch. <laughs> Um, but we've got Alexi on here because Alexi hosts, um, like I said before, um, Total Reboot, which is a film podcast. Uh, Alexi is, uh, he's, he hosts, 
not including the, the, the three, like the three I've already spoken about. I think one, at least one more, and produces another uh, podcast as well. So I think that's five all up. They're all film based podcasts. Mm-hmm. Here's. Uh, He's, he's the David Stratton of podcasting. <laughs> no, I'm Margaret, dude. I'm he's Margaret, Margaret Podcast, dude. Margaret Podcast. That's what I want to be known as. Um, so we thought we would do an episode, given that so many of us are, are you know, are cooking our own food, doing takeaway, sitting, spending a lot of time in front of the television. We thought we would talk about uh, movies about foods, movies about restaurants, movies about cooking. There are some good ones out there. And uh, we have uh, film expert Alexi to help us navigate uh, the good ones and the bad ones. So Alexi already put a whole list together on Letterboxd, super prepared, more yeah. prepared than anyone's ever been for this podcast. <laughs> well, far. I didn't want to come empty-handed, dude. I wanted to get ready for you guys. I just wanted you to riff off the top, bro. Yeah, it's the first time, <laughs> so, so, first time someone sent me a Letterboxd link. As like a like, here's, here's the work I've done. <laughs> yeah, here's the work I've done. One hour after you asked me to do it, I did it straight away, dude. I've amazing, got nothing bro. else on, and I watched two food movies today in preparation. That's incredible. I, I ate food and and mourned the fact that I can't watch movies during the day anymore in preparation. Oh god. Um, before before we get into our lists, um, Mitch, do you want to give a little update on uh, on on your current situation? Uh, your your restaurant, Chichibella. Um, where your head chef is now doing takeaway uh, yep. setups. Yep. So Thursday to Sunday, um, we're doing takeaway meal packs like everybody else, I guess, um, and also doing some takeaway uh, fret like fresh pasta and pasta sauces and a couple other bits and pieces. So you can check that out on the website, jujubella.com.au. Um, Icebergs is also doing a few different events. So... On Saturday this week, we're doing an ice burger event, which I think is the best burger in the city, not being biased at all. Um, and then there's also <laughs> some stuff happening with Biennale and Icebergs because Mozzie is very involved with Biennale. So Icebergs is doing a couple of dinner packs to sort of match with the online stuff that Biennale is doing, which is pretty cool as well. So you can go to the Icebergs website to check all that stuff out too. Um, and how has it been? Like, what are the challenges putting together takeaway packs compared to making um, people meals? I think the sort of biggest challenge is, is because we're just sort of trying to keep everyone on their job, keep hours, is the challenge of balancing the man, like the, the labor with what we're trying to put out and that kind of thing. So that's kind of the challenge. And then sort of just get the word out. You know, Bondi being Bondi, it's quite a tight community and it's quite, kind of hard to get to by public transport. So I don't think too many people are coming from outside of Bondi and a lot of places in Bondi have stayed open. So, you know, we're sort of just finding our feet and finding out what our customers want and what we can give them and how to best engage with them and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it might take a little while, but we're pretty, you know, we know we offer a good, a good product and a good package at a good price. So, you know, hopefully it kicks off. And, you know, we're just sort of doing what we can because... Every little bit helps a business survive at the end of the day. I think um, as well with you, what you guys are doing with like the take home, like assemble yourself packs are really, mm. it's really good because it give, offers you something different from just like a takeaway or from like the restaurant experience. So in the meantime, it's kind of like taking uh, like 
taking a notice of people wanting to cook more at home and then giving them yeah. like a higher quality product than that than what they would be doing by themselves but also yeah. differentiating it so that they can have the same taste but when they come back to the restaurant it's like that experience again that they've been missing but it differentiates yeah, exactly. it all from everything yeah. else yeah well put what's it like well put. trying to like kind of understand the level of skill that your customers have when it comes to cooking have you got to like um, well, we're trying to make it as easy as possible. So it's pretty much the sauce is ready to go and you're just heating it up and maybe emulsifying some butter into it before you throw your um, pasta into your sauce. So it's really quite simple, which, you know, we're not saying... I know there's a lot of packs out there that are quite involved in the cooking and really take you through step by step, you know, but we're sort of like, we know you're... You know, you're not necessarily in a rush because you've got work or whatever. Maybe, maybe you've got kids that have been driving you fucking nuts all day and you just need to bang something together real quickly so you can just sort of reheat the sauce, cook the pasta, dress a salad and reheat some focaccia and you're ready to go. It's awesome. not like HelloFresh. I did it in like under five minutes when Mitch came yeah. and brought me one of the packs and I did <laughs> it really fast and I was like, oh, wow, this was easier than I expected. So, you know... <laughs> Anyone can do it, yeah. even though I'm actually quite skilled in the kitchen. So <laughs> I could have done more if you'd left it to me. But where's my pack, Mitch? Drive out this You're way. It's only an hour back and back, back hour around you. It was it was hard enough going to Alexi, bro. Far out. I'll meet yeah, you halfway. That, I'll meet you. You have, have, have to have the incentive of another restaurant being open next door to my house. Yeah, yeah. It was that. Yeah, it was like I was like, ah, uh, if I go give this to Alexi, I can also go and see. My my good friend Manny at Fisher Petersham and get dinner from Fisher Petersham. So it was like a two birds one stone kind of scenario. And I was proud um, to be one of those birds getting stoned, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Alexi, have there been any uh, takeaway experiences over the last couple of weeks for you that are, that you want to shout out as a highlight? Oh yeah, I would give a huge shout out like Mitch just did to Fish and Petersham. It is such a great restaurant. And they've done really well at bringing like their like a la carte in menu rest like in restaurant menu to the takeaway as well, and so just their regular takeaway fare. That's been really good. Uh, Silvers has just opened up again. We've been without charcoal yes. chicken and Petersham for the entire <laughs> pandemic because Frangos and Silvers have just clo- have been closed the entire time. But Silvers just opened back up, so that's probably what we'll be having tonight. And a big shout out to my favourite Yeros shop in Sydney, Sticks and Pitta in Enmore. I will probably get that like twice a week at the moment because it's so good and it tastes just... It's the best. I've had many passionate conversations with people, you included Levens, of what the best Euros place in Sydney is and I will tell you right now, it is Sticks and Pitta. I will go on the record. I will hold my <laughs> hand on my heart and I will say this proudly because they make everything... Alexi just took his shirt charcoal. off and he's got a Greek flag tattooed <laughs> over his chest. Across his chest. <laughs> Amongst, it's very big. His gold it's very chains and chest hair. Yeah. yeah, if you can see it beneath the chest hair, that's how good the tattoo is, dude. They use fucking glow in the dark ink so it can peer through. But it's like it's they're what they do. Like everything's made. Like the pitas they make fresh every day. It's gorgeous. The charcoal, everything on charcoal is stunning. They do uh, the best wings as well in town because it's just like these awesome Greek style charcoal wings. But they also have like the pitas, they have the traditional type, which is like the tzatziki with the chips and the uh, tomato and onion. But then they also have like, they kind of like some more inventive ones, but it's still very tr- like 
Greek flavors instead of trying to do the stuff that freaking George Kalambaris and Zeus Greek Street were trying to do <laughs> or putting like mustard and stuff in them. It's still like, you know, they've got like white tiramar with like baked trust tomatoes and like, uh, uh, like feta dip as the bases. So it's really, really good stuff, but all really authentic Greek flavors, but just kind of like hipping them up a little bit. Alright. Yeah, man. We'll have to awesome. go we'll have to go there together, Lexi. I haven't been there. I'd love to go. Yes, I can't wait. You would love it, dude. You'd flip. Yeah, see. Yeah, Yeros is dope. Um so now we have a menu of food. Let's uh let's set some entertainment. Let's go through our favorite movies about food, restaurants and cooking. Uh, Mitch, you want to kick it off with one of your favorites? Actually, let's kick off with like the the cuz Alexi, you know, sent us a list of like 20 something movies. Yeah. And then Mitch was like this cryptic like riddle of his yeah, favorite I'll, one I'll, that he couldn't where, remember. That's where I'll start. That's where yeah, I'll start. For sure. Um, you sent us the way that you told us was like the guy from Oz, the Latino the guy Hispanic from guy Oz. From Oz. Yeah. And I knew straight away. I knew that was you know Kirk who Acevedo. Was straight away, didn't you? Because yeah. I loved Oz so much when I was Me watching too. Oz Pies was phenomenal. School, and I had yeah. the biggest crush on this guy i thought this guy was so <laughs> cool and he's never been in anything else but i knew the name immediately like but then levin's found it before me because i think he knew what you were talking about <laughs> so yeah so the movie that i was talking about is dinner rush um i saw it a long time ago when i was quite young maybe i'd only just started cooking and i I think maybe I happened to see it on Foxtel just randomly or something mm. like that. And I haven't watched it in a long time, but it's one that really, it still sticks with me. Um, and the way I sort of described it to, to Lexi and Lev's today was, obviously it stars a Hispanic actor who was also in Oz. And one of the, scene, one of the big scenes is he cooks a lobster dish with fried spaghetti and like a vanilla flavoured champagne sauce or something. And at the time I was like, <laughs> Holy fuck, this is this is phenomenal. Like, look at the way he's frying that spaghetti. He's putting vanilla in a sauce. Like, this is crazy. And I think... So that scene is always stuck in the back of my head. But I think also just the kinetic energy of the movie, it really... It shows the sort of adrenaline and all that kind of thing that's involved in a restaurant. The energy in the front of house, in the dining room, and the ambience and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of talk about the art on the walls and all that kind of stuff as well. And then the energy in the kitchen and the play in between the kitchen staff and the stress and all that kind of stuff is shown really well. So that's really why I like it. And actually, I want to rewatch it as well. I haven't watched it in a long time. But yeah, it's one that really sticks with me. So the whole movie is on YouTube if anyone wants to watch it. Um, And uh, I'm looking up trivia from it. Like Leonard Moulton, the famous film critic, he put it mm-hmm. in his book, 151 Best Movies You've Never Seen. And it actually is one of the most positively rated food movies of all time. Wow. Um, it's really, really good. I chucked it on today and I like straight away I was like, this is a winner. This is like within 10 you minutes. Ne- like, you've never seen it before, like- Lex. Dude, I'd never even fucking heard of it before. I'd never wow. even heard of the director, Bob Garaldi. I'm looking him up today. <laughs> he directed the Beat It music video. He's mainly done like music videos and <laughs> short films. That's the kind of like... And like uh, commercials and stuff. He likes short form. And right. uh, he like he's made very few feature length films. But I think like watching this, I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. That this guy's like a music video director and a short form director. Because this film has like the layer... like. The way that's structured is in this like really cool that 
type of New York movie that you love where it's that one night in New York, one night, one location. Mm. And there's so many great movies like in that tradition, but to see applied to like a food movie like this in a restaurant, I think this is one of the best restaurant movies because like you said, it gets like so many good things about like the kitchen and the dining and everything. But the way they incorporates it is like, there's like five or six stories going on in this movie, but they all have like the same trajectory and it captures that stress. Like the way that something like an uncut gems does where it's like amping up the stress. It's got a crime element to it as well. But like, there's like four or five dining, like dining tables at the restaurant that we're all involved in each one of the stories. But then we're also involved in the stories of the wait staff that are looking after those tables. We're involved in the stories in the kitchen. We're in the sto- involved in the stories at the bar and the involved in stories like in the back of the house as well with like the management and everything. So it captures like all this like multifaceted layering to how this business works and how this night works, and it is so freaking good and so cool and I think the way that this guy coming from like this music video short form background it kind of captures like these little vignettes between them and then is able to intersect them in a really good way but the performances are great Danny Aiello is the lead as the restaurateur yeah he's really good too yeah just I just love him rest in peace brother he passed away last year we love you we appreciate Uh, you Danny Aiello sadly sadly we did lose we did lose Danny Aiello Tragically, we lost Danny Aiello. It's an absolute tragedy, but you know we can be happy that we've got his movies. One hundred percent. Not only did uh, did uh, Bob Giraldi direct like numerous music mm. videos before this movie, uh, including you mentioned Beat It, but he also did um, the iconic Lionel Richie video clip "Hello." Oh my um, god, with the clay face. Yeah, that's right. And and, and Love oh is a god, by, rich- by Pat Benatar. Uh, oh, very man. iconic video clips, but. The reason that his, the connection to food comes through so well in his movie is that he actually uh, was a restaurant owner. Uh, and in the early ah. 90s, he opened several um, New York restaurants, including Jojo, um, Mercer Kitchen, Prime, uh, Vong, and Gigino Trattoria. So, wow. Uh, These are all beautiful names. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the last restaurant he opened in 2002, uh, he joined forces with restaurateur Luigi... Commandatore to open the uh, Tuscan eatery Bread Tribeca, and then his final restaurant was Diablo Royale, <laughs> a taqueria <laughs> in the West Village. <laughs> These are like James Bond villains. Yeah, great yeah, that's names. Amazing. Great names. Now, I think this one's a real winner. I really, really enjoyed it. Like, uh, like honestly, straight away, this would be at the top of my list as well of restaurant movies. Mitch, I'd be curious, have you ever tried to replicate the lobster vanilla champagne sauce? I actually never... It it sort of pops up into my head every, you know, every couple of years or something. I go, oh, fuck. I think about the movie and I think about that scene. I'm like, maybe I should try it. And I just... I never do because I I think I need to go and watch it again Mm. and sort of study how it's shown in the movie so I can sort of reverse engineer it to try it. But I'm not... I actually think that it could work. You know, I don't mm. think it's that outlandish that it wouldn't. Act, you couldn't actually make the flavors and stuff that he uses into a nice dish. So it is mm. something that I always think, oh, "Fuck, I need to, I need to try that out." But I, I haven't watched the movie in so long, so I, there's sort of it's the way been he fries the, the the pasta is so dope too. Yeah, it's such yeah. a good piece of filming, like and yeah. Yeah, it looks it, like the entire, the entire kind of scene crawling out of it. it looks mm. so weird. Like it's mm. it's got all this height to it. Yeah. If you um if you Google D 
dinner rush lobster scene that in itself is just uh, on its own on, on YouTube if you want a taste of the movie yeah. before committing but yeah like definitely a, a one on the top of our list which is cool um, Alexi have you got one that you want to pass to next yeah, this is one that uh, I'm fairly new to. I probably saw it a couple of years ago when it had like some screenings at Golden Age in Sydney. And uh, it's the movie, uh, doc- it's a documentary about Los Angeles food. It's called City of Gold. Uh, and it's, of course, about Jonathan Gold, the food critic uh, mm-hmm. and food writer, who's like, you know, he's he passed away a couple of years ago, but he's like an absolute treasure of a man. He's such a sweet guy. And this is such a beautiful Amazing. documentary yeah. about him and about the city that he loves and lives in and the city that he's helped, like, bring the food culture to, like, this new level, but in a way that's so... Like, the way that he talks about food and the way he writes about food, I find him very inspirational as, like, a critic myself because it's all about, like, uh, you know, he doesn't like to, like, shit on things. Like, he's never written, like, one of those, like, classic venomous reviews that is made to go viral or made to sell things. But to sell, but it's all about, like, if he eats at a restaurant he doesn't like it, he won't write a review. It's all about, like, bringing people's attention to, like, really good quality food. And a lot of the time, most of the time, it's about bringing people's attention to like ethnic food in Los Angeles that are like small like mum and pop restaurants like there's this beautiful story about him at this Thai restaurant do you know what it's called Mitch? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it's Jitlada maybe yeah there's and some really good episodes that, of um, of the chef show I think is a good episode oh, with yes. the Jonathan Gold tribute episode of the chef show and I'm pretty sure it's mm. the same the same lady from the so, same restaurant is also yeah it's the same lady Jitlada, J-I-T-L-A-D-A. And our good friend Lou Dog is also good friends with the people from that restaurant and raves about it as well. Yeah, and it's just like, it's it's really good at capturing like what he does and what he uh, what he is, but more importantly, like what his heart is and what he stands for. And of course, it's like, oh, gorgeous food, but it's all about like, I think there's never been uh, like a food movie or food documentary that's been as successful as like, as doing stuff like Anthony Bourdain would do, like show you like, oh, this is what this food city, this city, the food of this city is like, as this documentary is, where it like kind of shows like, this is what this city is, but through the eyes of this one man who's like got so much passion for it. And then that's on Doc Play. If you haven't seen it, it's on Doc Play, Australian streaming service right now. That's just documentaries. They've got some other really good food documentaries on there, like Jiro Dreams or Sushi and El Bui and stuff like that. But, um, that's There's an the amazing um, love. Uh, Tokyo sushi, uh, Tokyo fish market um, documentary on there as well, which is, is is really really worth watching too. Just before it, they moved the location of that. Um, uh, right. I noticed cool. that City of Gold is that's the only uh, food doco that made your list, Alexi. Have you watched some, yeah. some clunkers? Well, uh, not clunkers, but the, that was the one that really stood out. Like you know, you could put yeah. like so many I think others in there. I think that's must watch viewing. You know, if you're interested mm. in food at all, and or if you're interested in writing and journalism or criticism, Jay Jay Gold is like a legend. You know what I mean? He's an icon, and the the things that he did for food in LA cannot be understated. It's and it's a really touching and a really amazing film to watch. Absolutely, I think it's so it's so rare that you see a food documentary that is just celebrating food and people within food. So often it's mm-hmm. like we're going to uncover the truth behind what we yes. eat, and you know this 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 industry is bad and this industry is bad, and mm-hmm. that's important, sure. But it's like you know, not a feel good food movie. 
Um, yeah, and also it's like it's not trying to uncover that dark side, but it's also not like trying to create a narrative in there, which I think a lot of documentaries, like even observational documentaries, like that's the instinct to do is like, what's the narrative in there? We've got to find that one defining moment in this person's life while we're filming them. But because not doing that's a portrait documentary, it's just trying to like the whole narrative is just showing you this man. But I think um, like it's not a clunker, but there's a food documentary that Levin showed me last year that I I loved. It was so fun watching it with you. It's a it's a documentary called uh, Sandwiches You Will Like. Is, you Will Like. That's right. And it's part of a, a series of um, direct-to-television, public, public access television um, uh, documentaries made in... This one was made in 2003. Uh, but, yeah, over the course, between, like, 19, late 90s and mid-2000s, this guy, Rick Seaback, um, for WQED in... Uh, God, where is he? It's somewhere in, in, in middle America. Um, Chicago is my guess, like in Illinois. Yeah, but he basically does like these food documentaries. He made one called Hot Dog Story. He's done an ice cream one. He's done a burger one, Burger America. And it's just him traveling around America and talking to all these different people that, uh, that make, um, you know, regional specific uh, foods. And the sandwiches that you will like is him just basically eating as many different kinds of sandwiches. You've got like a tripe sandwich, an Elvis-style sandwich. Then you have like a French dip, Italian beef. Um, you have like barbecue sa- um, sandwiches in the south. You've got po' boys and muffalettas from New Orleans. Mm. Um, you know, pastrami sandwich from Katz's Deli is in there. Uh, Ban mis are in there. And like you learn about different like, uh, you know, migrant culture and the way that affects food in America. Yeah. And it's it's really, really hokey. And um, but there's a real charm to it. Like it, it's just clearly like this guy that like finds these amazing things and wants to share them with everyone as mm. wholesomely as possible. It's like a historical document that he's assembling. Like this great like American quilt of like all the sandwiches across all of America. And there's some in there that like will blow your mind you've never heard of. And there's some in there that I'm like, I never want to imagine what that tastes like. <laughs> there's one that we watched that was like from a Chinese takeaway store that is like, I couldn't even describe it to you. Like it seemed... Do you remember what it was, Lev? It was like uh, it's called a Saint, Saint Paul Saint Paul sandwich from Saint Louis, um, and what it is is a um, it's a egg foo young patty, so like a patty of um, of on- onions um, and and cabbage and uh, and carrot, deep fried, um, and then they serve it on a. Um, on like a two pieces of, of white bread with this really thick slice of tomato, um, iceberg lettuce and cheap mayonnaise, and then like uh, uh, mammy seasoning. Um, but yeah, like it's uh, it's pretty hectic. It didn't look very appetizing, but <laughs> yeah, it's and, and, a wild sandwich. But it's it's all presented with the same amount of enthusiasm as like you know the far more appetizing sandwiches. It's it's cool. Mm. Really cool. Like, it's such a... It's, I think it's all up on YouTube as well, but it's a really, like, fascinating look at it. Yeah, and definitely look up that dude, Rick Seaback. He's done tons of, like, uh, you know, bizarre documentaries over the years. He's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And oh, just, like, hell this, yeah. This, like, big, happy, big, like, you know, food-loving guy who's been making uh, public access television uh, documentaries since 1988, and he published one last year as well. He put out four documentaries last year. Whoa. <laughs> so he's still doing it. Fuck. What a Rick ledge. C-back. Yeah, so good. Uh, moving on. Back to me? Yeah, go for it. Okay, well, I, I, 
We won't talk about it. It's another one that's on Alexi's list. Um, obviously, you can't talk about food movies without talking about John Favreau's classic chef. But instead of I've talking never about seen I'll this just, one, I'll just say go and listen to I... the episode of Total Reboot that I did, I did on Chef with Alexi, and then also the follow up about the Bollywood version of Chef as well. So that you can check them both out in the back catalogue of Total Reboot. But I think the next one we can't not talk about is Goodfellas. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. My God, did you just see <laughs> my eyes light up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know you boys had heard of Martin Scorsese's masterpiece, Goodfellas. Oh. <laughs> Finally, uh, we can look, talk about it. We can do it. It's, it's no, it's no Avenger, Avengers Endgame, but, you know... Marty knows a thing or two about making a movie. <laughs> so, you know, Dude, you're on the right side of history, Mitch. You're on the right side of history in this argument. Thank you so much um, for joining me against Levin's the comic book nerd saying Scorsese is the king. You know, um, it's, it's an amazing food movie, even though it's not, it's a, a gangster and a drug movie, but it's such an amazing mm. food movie from the scenes in bars and restaurants to the iconic, you know, slicing the garlic with the with the razor blade in jail and making your tomato sauce scene that, you know, like we made Acme t-shirt with that a picture of the garlic being sliced with the razor blade. Yeah. on the on the back of it as like the final shirt that we made for Acme and I had people come and say, "Oh, what's on the back of that shirt?" So, you know, maybe some people still don't know about Goodfellas, but it's Alexa, you you go you do your thing on it, man, because you'll do it better than me. <laughs> no, I loved hearing you talk about it because it's. I think it's. I would agree that this is one of the best food movies ever, and you know, it's one of those things that's like it could. I think that, like Henry Hill, the subject of Goodfellas, when he went into witness protection, spoilers for a fucking one of the most famous movies of all time. That's based <laughs> on a real life story. <laughs> that's also quite famous. But Henry Hill, when he went into witness protection, he. He became a chef in like the town that he moved to, became an Italian chef. And I, having like watching the movie and knowing that, it's so interesting to understand, to, to recontextualize him as a character because food is part of the movie the entire way through. Like, he, that's what the details that he focuses on. It's not like him going like, oh, I can't wait to kill this guy or I want to like, mm. I want to fuck my wife, I want to fuck my mistress. It's not like <laughs> it's all about the drugs. It's all about like, oh, you're seeing like him in the prison. It's food that he's focusing on. When it's like when he's having his like huge crisis moment when he thinks like the FBI are after him and like, t- and like, you know, follow him in helicopters and stuff. It's all about like making sure the sauce doesn't stick and like teaching yeah. his like his brother like to keep the sauce moving and stuff. I think Don't it's let the meatballs burn. Exactly. It like gives you a recipe for everything like as it's happening. It's like so beautiful the way that he does that. He released a cookbook, right? He's got a cookbook. I bought it for Cameron James for his birthday this year. The uh, the Henry Hill, I think it's called like the Wise Guys Cookbook. Um, And he's passed away now, but the cookbook is like really good. It's it's like I would say it's as good as Wise Guy, the book that he wrote that became Goodfellas. (laughs) Um, But uh, also, is it as good as Scorsese's mum cookbook? That's what I'm bring. That's what I've got right here. I've got <laughs> Scorsese's mum wrote a cookbook like after Goodfellas called Italian American, and Cause she's um, in Goodfellas, right? She's, she's yeah. in she, Goodfellas. She cameos in that scene. Yeah, yeah. She Jody plays Pesci's mum. That's yeah, right. that's her, and she fucking that's that's one of my favorite scenes as well. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes. It's one of the best dining scenes. And she, uh, so she, like, you know, she's been a big part of, like, Marty's movies and stuff. And uh, this cookbook is all, like, talking about, like, how important food was to them and, like, keeping their heritage as Italian-Americans and stuff. And there's also this, like, I think, like, 50-minute documentary directed by Scorsese called Italian-American that he made in the 70s. It would be just before he made Taxi Driver, like, around that time. Uh, and there's like a scene in it where it's like it's just like basically him interviewing his parents about like their cultural heritage and their neighborhood in like little Italy and stuff and like you see her like it's all kind of set around her like making dinner and preparing dinner and then serving dinner and like all excerpts of that documentary in this cookbook this cookbook's been out of print for ages but I spent like $200 just buying it because it was like one <laughs> copy left on Amazon I was like I gotta buy this uh, and um, it's like such a sick book but this short documentary is really good as well but in the book she gives away like all these recipes where she's like oh this is De Niro's favourite pizza I would make it every time they were on set he would always want it he'd come over this is the chicken that Francis Ford Coppola likes and there's like the most mental fucking story in this cookbook because it's like interviews with her and she talks about like she's being interviewed by the co-author and they're going like, oh, can you tell us like where you would get the meat from and stuff? She's like, oh, I'd buy chickens from this place. Oh, the story there is so sad. This woman, she run the butcher shop after her husband was murdered by the mafia. And it was wrong. They killed the wrong guy. It wasn't meant to be him. But then she had to take over the business. And like, this isn't a fucking cookbook, but it's Muds because they's <laughs> mum. So it's the only cookbook with like a mob, a mob hit in the middle of it. It's like incredible. If you can find it. If not, I'm going to like scan it and put a PDF up one day. So, but... Scorsese knows his food. He knows his food and he like yeah. makes it it's like always part of the character when it's involved like that. Yeah, I'm like even like in his most recent movie, you know, De Niro's character plays a, a what the he's not a butcher, but he's a you know, a meat mm. delivery guy. Meat delivery in, guy. Um, yeah. In Thingo. The, the Irish the movie man. that I can't remember. The Irish, the Irish man. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Irish man. And he even have like a hot dog <laughs> recipe in that movie as well. Uh, oh, There's yeah. a whole scene <laughs> where he's like, This is how freaking Al Pacino like his hot dog okay we're gonna pour some beer over the top of it so that's a good food movie too and seeing like them like Mm. eat the bread with the oil and the red wine stunning stuff yeah I mean he has like there's the steak scene in Raging Bull there's the Mm. argument over over um, blueberry muffins in Casino like Mm, he always has like very kind of like notable food scenes in his movies Oh, yeah. even Taxi Driver, where he like has like the there's all that stuff about like sugar on bread, where uh, Jodie Foster like has jam on toast and then she pours sugar on top, and then he has a bowl of bread and like pours brandy and sugar on top <laughs> and just eats that as a meal. So strange. <laughs> yeah. Les, what's one of your recommendations? Well, we've spoken mostly about like either, you know, American food, European food movies. Mm. And I think like the most like quintessential Japanese food movie is Tempopo from 1985. Yes, great movie. Um, Because, I mean, I I know that I'm sure there are countless um, uh, movies about food made in, you know, Japan, China, uh, Mm. Hong Kong. um, But they're really, really hard to find. I I remember seeing that uh, movie Au Revoir Taipei, which is like a light kind of like... Um, Taiwanese uh, comedy th- crime movie. Have you seen that, Alexi? I don't know it. No. All right, it's really great. It's got an amazing score, and the um, it's about like the son of a dumpling shop owner who's suddenly like thrust in the middle of like a crime caper, 
Mm. Um, it's really, really sweet. There's some great scenes of him assembling dumplings and like just like that, that kind of like street street cart culture. I, I would love to see way more of that in movies mm. in general. Absolutely. Um, and I've tried like you know like I've, I've always looked for movies about like I wish there were more movies about like dumplings and noodles and things like that mm. in, gen- in general. Um, there is a movie from Hong Kong. Uh, called Dumplings. It's like a horror movie. Do you know yeah, about this really, one? I've seen that. That's scary. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Um, it's a do you know about this, Mitch? No, I haven't seen that one. So Dumplings is um, it's uh, directed by uh, Fruit Chan, who did like a trilogy of um, uh, of 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 horror movies, mm. and uh, basically this is about um, uh, a dumpling maker who uh, who basically. She performs a black market abortion, then uh, turns the fetus into dumplings. And uh, it's about her... Yeah. (laughs) Dude, Mitch just started drooling. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He started writing down, like, as if he started writing a recipe for something. He was writing for the recipe, yeah. (laughs) Um, I just looked down at the sheet. It says, like, baby calzones. What the hell? (laughs) But look, as, as terrifying as that is, it's nowhere near as scary as the director Netflix um, Jennifer Aniston movie Dumplin' from last year. Never watch that. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> I didn't even see that one. <laughs> oh my God, man. It's so bad. It's like this like Southern movie about this like uh, larger girl who's the daughter of um, uh, an ex-beauty school pageant played by... Pageant winner um, played by Jennifer Aniston who wants to... Uh, go against the norm and be inspired by her her dead uh, Dolly Parton loving auntie, um, mm. and she enters a beauty pageant. I, I was it was a hideous, awful movie. Don't watch wow. it. Don't watch Dumplin'. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but definitely do watch Tampopo, um, yeah. which is uh, yeah, like yeah. I said, a Japanese movie from 1985, uh, starring Ken Watanabe, um, and uh, uh, it's a like I mean. It's, it's, it's described as a ramen western. Mm. <laughs> um, and I guess it's most famous for a, um, a scene in which um, uh, a, a chef and a, and a boy uh, make late night uh, omiraisu, which mm. is a, uh, a rice dish uh, served, like basically like fried rice served in a, on, with a um, very, very soft omelette on top omelette. of it. Um, but it's such a wonderful movie with like there's a, there's a bunch of different plots going on there's some incredible yeah. scenes in it it's I kind of like it's a on sketch your list movie too. as well yeah it's kind of a sketch yeah. movie it's really funny and weird but it's got all like these little genre parodies in it like there's a rocky training montage in there <laughs> there's scenes that are like gangster movie scenes kind of put in there it's really it's like one of those films that's like got full of all this like tonal dissonance but it finds like harmony in it all where it, it kind of comes together to make something really really weird and interesting that I would like think that it's a really easy recommendation something that anyone can really enjoy you don't have to be like a film snob to go like oh look at this cool foreign film that explores food it's like mm. no it's like really it's fun it looks gorgeous it's weird it's funny it's got great pace anyone can enjoy it yeah I mean I feel like we spend so much time eating food from other cultures so why not try and find movies about those foods you know from mm. other cultures as well Mm. Um, I think it's currently on streaming on SBS on demand. 
Yeah, it might be. Cool. It, it, it is pretty easy to track down because there was a great Criterion Collection release of it, I think, a couple of years ago. So there's like a really beautiful restoration out there by Criterion, uh, and it's mm-hmm. worth investing in if it sounds interesting to you and you love to collect physical media like I do. This is oh my god, look at that! That Blu-ray studio cover up for that. Yeah, well, come home to Blu-ray Studios, baby, and watch Tempopo with me. Yeah, the art is incredible for that box, where it's like that gorgeous kind of yeah. pop arty ramen. Yeah, that's mm. awesome. Oh, I, I mean, guess I, I should, while we're talking about Japanese movies about food, I should just give a, a shout-out to every single anime ever. Um, yeah. Because no matter how lousy the story, voice acting, music, God. or anything is, there is always the most delicious-looking food. Um, yeah. A while ago, an anime studio made a bunch of a- advertisements for McDonald's, and Macca's oh. has never looked better. Actually, I think it's... Um, uh, you know the, the guy who made Your Name? His movie that yeah. came out last year... Um, what was that one called again? Uh, Not The Girl Who Left Through Time. That's the earlier... No, that right? was before that. Um, what came out last year... Um, I'll figure it out in a minute, but uh, a lot of scenes of that were, were, were in um, were in uh, set in McDonald's as well, and the food in there looked. We- weathering with you is that yes, um, weathering with you had some amazing McDonald's scenes, uh, just like beautifully animated, average-looking mm. cheeseburgers. Wow, yeah, I yeah. almost put like Ghibli movies on my list because I'm like, yeah, I was just gonna know, say, Spirit- seen- I watched Spirited Away a couple of weeks ago, and the f- the food in that is fucking crazy good as well. Yeah, and then dude, I guess me, while I'd we're on the fucking pig, if I was in that world, dude, I'd yeah. be gobbling all that shit up right now. <laughs> yeah, and then while I guess the the biggest hype thing at the moment from from um, overseas cinema is Ramdon, which is sort of you know of course being blown Ramdon up film. from Parasite, how and how amazing Parasite is, and that's also a crazy good film movie. So if you're still sleeping on Parasite, just fucking watch it already. Big time. You want to burn through the rest of your list, Alexi? Um, yeah, there's a few others I'd love to talk about. I just watched... Uh, I hadn't seen it before, but it popped up in like a lot of food movie lists. And it was like... It's an area of cinema that I haven't really explored as much, so I want to... I'm making the effort to try and watch more Indian cinema and more so, Bollywood so cinema. So, Ratatouille? Ratatouille? Yeah. Is that- Ratatouille, dude. <laughs> it is sick. I, actually, Ratatouille would... It's ha- we Before we move into that, we can't not talk about Ratatouille because I think it... Like, you know, there's other movies like Big Night and Babette's Feast and stuff that we that always come up. But I do think, like, Ratatouille is, like, the undisputed, like, great greatest, like, food restaurant movie ever. Mm. Just that beautiful scene when the critic finally has that one bite of the Ratatouille at the end. And, uh, you know, it, it, and it's, he zooms back to the past and, and remembers mm. his mum cooking it for him. And I, I think that is one of the greatest food moments in, in a movie. For sure. It truly, and it's like such a distillation of like the way that food is thought about in art or in the way that food is written about in like in food criticism and stuff. It's such a beautiful, like, such a like, like just simple distillation of that idea. And just to understand like how moving food can be, how evoking of memory it can be, and how all encompassing it is. Like, it's one of the. Food is the only piece of art that utilizes every sense, like every sense mm. that you have. Touch, taste, smell, eyes, ears as well sometimes. I guess you can hear you can hear food, I guess. Yeah, you can hear the sizzle of something cooking and something searing or, you know, like yeah. when you're cooking, sound is a rocks, big part dude. of it. Pop rocks, popcorn, popping pop candy, that dude. corn. You need, yeah. to, you need to pop dude, some you corn pop before you sit corns. down to a movie, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. So I think that I like I Ratatouille is so good, and whenever people say it's like one of the lesser Pixar movies, I'm just like. Dude, are you fucked in the head? Be honest with me. Are you fucked in the head because he is, it's the best one? What do you think? Cars 2 is good? No. Fuck off, dude. You think Inside Out is good? Uh, no. Fucking that bit at the end of Cars 2 where Mater, where Mater drinks the petrol and, and he flashes back to when his mum used to feed him petrol. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think it's... I, think, I can't say enough good things about Ratatouille. And Brad yeah, Garrett, dude, as the chef inside his head... Everybody loves Brad Garrett in that one example. Yep. <laughs> Brad Garrett's like actually has like a bunch of good Pixar roles. He's like one of the fish in uh, in mm. Finding Dory, Finding Nemo. Yeah, in both of them. That's probably. it. Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's two. So he's a great three, actor. <laughs> the guy's done three. You can't ask for more than that. <laughs> Go on, Alexi. Um, what were you going to talk about from India? Oh, it's this movie called The Lunchbox, which is all about, um, like, especially as well, like, when talking about, like, food as an exploration of culture, I think that this one is really interesting because it it kind of, like, explores through a really, like, a nice romantic lens the idea of those Indian lunchbox deliveries in the major cities where it's, like, the someone will prepare food, it will be delivered to their partner or to someone else in the workforce, uh, and it's all about that. It's like this really intricate system that nothing ever goes wrong. But in this movie, uh, the uh, the uh, stay-at-home mother prepares food for her husband, and it gets sent to another man, played by Ifan Khan, who just passed away very recently. Great, uh, one of the greats of Bollywood and world cinema as well, from Life of Pi, Jurassic World, from movies, uh, from big blockbuster movies, but also from like many great uh, classic films in India. He is the lead and he's like this older widower and he starts, he, he's not expecting a delivery of this food and when he receives it, it kind of like gets him out of his funk, if you will. And he like eats the entire, like he, it, he, he like eats all the food entirely. And so when the package is delivered back home and the woman expects her husband to have like barely eaten the food to find it all clear, she's kind of shocked by it. And it kind of develops into this like love story where they start... Uh, sending each other letters back and forth uh, in the lunchbox as it comes and goes. And um, it's really, really like a very warm and moving movie with lots of like lots of beautiful like food shots and the way they kind of talk about the food as kind of like evoking uh, like emotion and showing passion and stuff through food. It's really quite like it was one that I didn't have much expectation for but just kind of chucking it on a whim because it was on SBS On Demand today. And just I really, really enjoyed it because I'd love a good romance. And this is one that I hadn't seen anything quite like before, uh, except for like The Lake House where people like write letters back and forth to each other. But this is much better than that. I think it's... I, I would really give it like a good recommendation if you want like a nice... Better than The Lake movie. House. It doesn't, get, it doesn't get more complimentary than that. <laughs> exactly. That'll, that'll I want that on the, the fucking re-release Blu-ray. Yeah, that'll be on the next Um, Blu-ray. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, Alexi, I'm just going to go through the rest of your list now and you can stop me if you want to add a few lines. But mm-hmm. you've got City of Gold, Tampopo, Chef, Soul Kitchen. Oh, um, Soul Kitchen's t- good. Soul Kitchen is a German movie by German-Turkish director Fatih Akim. Um, it, it used to be on SBS On Demand. It's not there right now, but I'm, it's one of those ones that pops up a lot on that website. And it's about... Um, Fatih Akim's like this great Turkish-German director who makes these really interesting movies. And this is kind of like his closest to uh, more kind of mainstream... Uh, palatable family movie, if anything, but still kind of... It's not really a family movie. It's actually quite, quite, quite like, adult-oriented, but it's set in, like, the Greek diaspora in, uh, in, in Germany, and it's about, like, this Greek taverna that becomes, like, this kind of cool, youthful restaurant uh, and making, like, really interesting, like, fun food, but it's all about, like, the... kind of, like, this party restaurant. It's really good. I think that's a movie that I really, really enjoy. Um, awesome. Especially like good Greek food Yeah, dope uh, You've got A Touch of Spice That's another Greek food movie That's really It's pretty good as well It's like Kind of like Cinema Paradiso But with food And the oh, Greek cool. title is Politiki Cuisina Which is means Like food for the people But also political cuisine And it's all about um, uh, The Greeks in Turkey That have to like Leave Turkey And move back to Greece Like in the kind of destabilization of Asia Minor, which is like where my my grandfather's family's from. And um, it's really, it's like a very nice movie. It's not anything crazy or anything like really out there. It's just like a very nice cinema paradiso style, heartwarming movie about like history. The same way cinema, it really is so much like cinema paradiso. Like if you like cinema paradiso, just watch Touch of Spice. And it's the same thing, good cool. food and Greek is of Italian. <laughs> Um, you've got uh, Big Night, the uh, classic mid-90s Stanley Tucci movie. Mm-hmm. One of the I mean, best. That, that Hacking, you know. Yeah. That's on and every list. So. Yeah, yeah, it's on SBS uh, On Demand as well. Chuck it on. You'll love it. Uh, Ratatouille is on here. Babette's Feast. The Is that French movie, right? Yeah. Uh, Danish. 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 And that's got a, one of the best like dining scenes ever. And it's all about like this servant who like to show her gratitude for... The people that took her in when she was a refugee, making one incredible meal for them, and uh, it's all about like religion and talent and food. But this um, this one scene where she like makes like this seven course meal from like a fine, French fine dining restaurant for these very um, very simple living religious community. It's 
some of the best shit ever. And the way that this conversation is filmed, like, around the table, it's, like, taught in film schools. Like, going, like, hey, this is how you can unconventionally shoot something but still retain the geography of the room. That's, um, Babette's Feast is really good, but it's a bit slow. So it's not, like, an easy recommendation. Uh, Waitress is on here. The Carrie Russell movie from, like, the mid-90s. That's really good. It's a great rom-com when you've got some awesome pies that she makes in it. Uh, The Trip. Oh, yeah. The Trip, Michael Winterbottom, Steve Coogan, uh, Rob Brydon, that whole trilogy uh, where they go review restaurants in Italy. Is Italy? No, England is the first one, right? And then Yeah, they do a few, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think they've done three Uh, of them. They're all really good. The famous famous, uh, Michael Caine scenes. Michael Caine off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Caine. Mike, Mike O'Kane. We've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got the lunchbox. Um, Eat, drink, man, woman. Yeah, that's an Ang Lee film. That's um, that's some great food porn in that film. High recommendation. Uh, Goodfellas, Italian American, Pitch. I've never heard of this one. What's Pitch? Oh, Pitch. I put this in because this is something I always want to steal. Um, it's a documentary by the guys that did Kenny vs. Spenny, which is like this weird, uh, mm. one of my favorite comedy shows of all time. It's like this it, comedy docu-esque series where two guys like do competitions with each other. And this is a documentary they made before that, um, where they've written some crappy script. And they're trying to get like Al Pacino to read it and star in it. Uh, so it's a documentary about that process. But in the credits for that film, like the closing credits, uh, Kenny Hotz one of the filmmakers and stars of the movie put his mum's hummus recipe as the credits scroll up. So it's just like, <laughs> there's just like in the credits, it's got like the ingredients, it's got the entire recipe written out. I was all like, that is the coolest. That's the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in a movie. It's a great the recipe. I tried it out. Scene. Yeah, it's the best. Uh, the Godfather's on here. Yeah, they give you, like- Clemenza gives you a whole recipe about how to make, how to make like a great pasta sauce. It's so good. Mm. Um, looking for Ella Brandy, the Australian movie. My favorite movie of all time. But I was trying to, I always try to like include Australian movies on the list. But I, I don't think Australia has made like a great food specific movie yet that I can just point to. Like Australia has some of like the best food TV that's ever been, and so much like and we've got such a great food scene here. Like this show is a testament to that. But I think that it's. I think Australian cinema is often very slow to catch up to things. And there have been some, like, food movies. Like, Love's Brother was one that I thought about. But that's, like, about coffee rather than, like, you know, like, food. And it's kind of like a lesser version of Big Night, I've always thought. But looking for Ella Brandi, that's, like, a part of the city that I grew up in. And very similar to, like, the Greek community that I grew up in. And when they have... The film begins and ends with them as an entire, like, big family, like make like fresh making pasta sauce and bottling it up and i think that is like such a fucking authentic moment and such a great authentic food moment at like kind of exploring culture and like diaspora culture in particular and how it kind of can survive through food yeah cool what about um australian pie or meat pie yeah meat pie australian pie I love Ed Cavalier, and it's like a great riff on American Pie. I should have put American Pie on this list, dude. <laughs> one of the no best one, no one should see Australian Pie. Avoid that at all costs. It's, yeah, it's one of the worst. I've never. I can't, you can't, I can't even make it through the trailer, let alone the entire movie. It's awful. No, no, no. Um, you've got Bedevil from 1993. 
Bedevil has a really good food scene. It's Australian uh, indigenous-based horror... F- not even a horror film, but it's like a ghost story film uh, that's like an anthology of like three or four ghost stories um, from an indigenous perspective by the great Australian filmmaker and photographer Tracy Moffat. And there's oh, this nice. great food scene in it where uh, there's all these indigenous women that come together and like make like this huge like uh, this huge banquet and it's kind of like riffing on like uh, kind of new cuisine meeting like indigenous cuisine and um, it's like a very funny movie and funny scene but like this they like have like this cool spread and it was one that came to mind straight away when I was trying to think of like great Australian food scenes Uh, but and also that movie doesn't get talked about enough it's like one of my favourite Australian films ever it's been very rare and hard to find but it's been doing like screening rounds in the last few years uh, at Sydney Film Festival and Melbourne International Film Festival and screening seasons like different screening like retrospective seasons uh, especially in terms of like Australian film so if you ever get a chance put Bedevil on your list and it will turn up eventually somewhere near you yeah, what about the um, the scene in Stone Bros, Brothers, Stone Bros, where they hit a kangaroo with their car and then cook it and eat it? Pretty iconic I think Australian st- food. I think Stone Bros is so underrated. I would really... Yeah, me too. I actually really I like think it's so movie. good. Just desperately trying to think of any food scene in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I was. Like, uh, Australian films. Like, Stone Bros would have been, like, third down, probably. But if you've never seen it, Stone Bros is, like, a sick Australian, like, weed road movie. Uh, it's so good. What was the follow-up to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? That insane movie um, with the big giant kangaroo at the end? Oh, God. I've got no idea. No idea. Um, leave it, kangaroo leave it with me. There, there is- hey, hey, Lexi, what about <laughs> the uh, the sexiest food-titled movie ever, Chocolate? Oh, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> I've, I've never seen Chocolat since it came out. I don't even know about yeah. food or not. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like about a chocolate store, I believe. But I've never... I don't think I've ever seen it, but I remember it was like... When it came out here, it was huge amongst like yeah. my parents. Like, I guess boomers yeah, exactly. were like, yeah. oh, yeah. chocolate, so sexy. Yeah. God, yeah, my I've parents probably fucked after watching that movie. <laughs> 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 uh, um, Would have been I'll one of the last couple. goes, I reckon. <laughs> I just remember that the, the movie that I was trying to figure out was uh, Welcome to Whoop Whoop oh. and it was directed by Stefan Elliott who directed Priscilla Queen of the Desert and it's insane yeah. I don't know if you ever yeah. ever get a chance to see it there's a few weird food scenes in it one of the I think Susie Porter plays a girl who's addicted to um, she's horny for one but also mm. she's addicted to um, cherry ripes yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah that, 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 that is mm. have you ever seen that Alexi? Um, I have like I'm familiar with it. I don't think I've ever actually like sat down and gone like, yes, I'm going to watch, watch Welcome the, to War. I've never seen it, but maybe it's I should. I've got to watch more Australian movies. It's so bonkers, dude. It's such yeah. a weird movie. I like Stephen Elliott. I think he's like made some really great films. Um, I'll give a couple um, of shout outs to some wine related stuff. Um, oh yeah, because sideways. I've I've seen so many bad movies about wine. Oh, Sideways, yeah. obviously, that's a good one. Sideways, yeah. um, Paul Giamatti, the goat. Um, and then there's a couple of really good... Uh, I disagree. Um, He's not the goat. <laughs> He's my least favorite actor. And you know I'm it. I'm just saying that's a wind you up, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he is fucking great in my Sideways. favorite superhero. My favorite supervillain. Yeah, doesn't he? Play, like he he has my name. He's called Alexi in that movie, and he wears an Adidas tracksuit in. <laughs> He's Spider-Man. you, bro. I mean, Spider Man. You, you modeled yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You modeled yourself off yeah. him. I'm, I'm going to start calling you Rhino. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's two great, great Sideways. Yeah, and there's two great docos that are both on Netflix. I'm pretty sure one is called Som which follows four mm. American guys as they try and get their Master of Wine certificates. And it really just shows um, how wanky and batshit crazy sommeliers are, but it's really entertaining, and I say that in, in love and jest. And the other one is Sour Grapes, which is a really insane story, and oh, you should really just watch one. it. Yeah. I don't, yeah, don't want to... Yeah. It's really full of twists and turns and... You kind of sort of need to make up your own mind about it, but it's a really, really, really great watch. Mm. And then I guess um, a couple of pulpy ones, um, Julia and Julia, the yeah. dramatisation <laughs> of Julia Child is a really easy watch. And we sort of spoke about it via text before, but Catherine Zeta-Jones and Aaron Eckhart's No Reservations is, that, is mm. like a nice pulp, pulpy, easy, put it on and just sit there and enjoy it kind of one as well. Yeah. And that's a remake of a German movie called Mostly Martha, which is also, mm. I, think, I think those are both really good, especially just if you want to watch a really nice movie and see some really beautiful food. Uh, mm. And I remember in No Reservations there, I remember there was like something about they had an Australian wine and it was always stood out to me as very curious. And I think that they're involved in making the movie somehow. Ah, <laughs> bit of sponsorship. I hope so. We've got to get those mm. Aussie wines out there. <laughs> um, there's one that I was expecting to see on your list, Alexi Because I know it's a movie that you uh, didn't love at first But then I think it's one of your favourites by this director By P.T. Anderson uh, His most recent movie, The Phantom Thread Or oh. yeah, just Phantom Thread um, Have you oh, seen that, yeah. um, Mitch? Yes, yes, I love it Yeah, um, yeah. Unbelievable movie about a, a, a dressmaker um, but uh, Played by Daniel Day-Lewis But um, a surprising, a, a lot of the movie like there's there's an incredible scene of him. He me- he meets the love of his life while ordering a very elaborate English breakfast, um, mm. and uh, and cooking and food plays such a massive part in that in that mm. movie. In fact, it is kind of like the the big yeah. finale is centered around it. Mm. Um, Some Farage I did, I, but, movie yeah. too. Yes, that's one <laughs> that I didn't. I wish I put in. I thought about it and then I didn't because I was like, oh, maybe more kind of like where it's all about food. But it truly it is all about food. I remember the first mm. time I saw it, I was like. Maybe my least favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie, but I still like go five stars. But then since yeah. I'm like, this is his best movie. It's my absolute favorite Paul <laughs> Thomas Anderson movie. I've seen it like five times in the last like three years. It's yeah. so, I adore that film. Yeah, me too. It's so good. I, I, I could just like just watch him order order food, and like you know when he's talking about like when he's feeling a bit naughty. I don't yeah. know what the, what the line is, but he's like, you know, about getting cream on the side of his pancakes or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. And I remember these, like, talks about the, a Welsh rabbit, which is like some sort of toast thing. Well, well, Welsh rabbit. Welsh rabbit. Welsh rabbit. That's what it is. I thought yeah. rabbit this whole yeah. time. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so lots of great movies that everyone should definitely check out. What are some clunkers that we should avoid? Because uh, you just triggered my memory, Mitch, talking about wine movies. Uh, and, and the reason that I even thought about having this discussion with Alexi is um, a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I were scrolling through Netflix looking for a movie to watch and um, we were transfixed by a, a little trailer for a movie called Uncorked. 
um, mm. which is a movie that came out this year, uh, directed by Prentice Penny, um, about um, uh, a, um, the son of a um, of a of a barbecue. A bar- basically a barbecue pit master um, run by like a, a black family for, for years and years who also wants to become a sommelier. And, and, and it's about his struggle to, to mm. be a som, even though he has less money than everyone else doing the course. Um, like he wants to be a master sommelier. He has an incredible knowledge of wine, but his, fa- his pit master barbecue loving father refuses to acknowledge that his son is a genius. It's an extremely frustrating movie. It had so much mm. potential... Um, I actually thought it was going to be a really good movie. Um, like ten minutes in, um, the product, all the music was made by Hit Boy, Mitch. Wow, um, fuck! So it's like this, like yeah. I I, I think it it, it is cool. just as an oddity. Put it on. I I've, I don't know anyone else that's watched it. I don't think yeah, it's a I good movie it. by any yeah. means. Um, Prentice Penny, I think it did um, Brooklyn Nine Nine and um, Happy Happy Endings. Is like so he's a background oh. in like you know pretty decent yeah. sitcom director direction. And there's definitely moments of greatness in this movie, especially it's just so well-researched when it comes to barbecue and wine. And mm. those elements are so good. It's just the, the story, I think, is, is lacking. Um, even yeah. the direction is really good. I just think the story just really lets the movie down in a big way um, right. to the point where I was so frustrated with it. But, like, you know, when you do see those elements that are so well-researched, like, you know, I'm such a massive fan of, of, of barbecue and the, mm. the amount of love and practice that goes into like doing that well and that really comes through in the movie um that was a big letdown and then yeah. another movie from maybe about 10 years ago bottle shock um, yeah with which um, is alan rickman right alan rickman yeah and it's based on like an amazing story about basically the first year that a non-french wine won this big um wine competition in 1976 uh, uh, a californian wine uh, mm. won and, and it was a massive upset and the cast is really good. It's like Alan Rickman, Chris Pine, Bill Pullman. It's directed by wow. Randall Miller, um, who did nothing else that good. So why would you expect this to be good? But it's not good. It's a really like again, it's a, it's an unbelievable story, um, and it and they put all this shitty romance in it, just and it's just so unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah, right. What about um, waiting? Ryan Reynolds, um, <laughs> Justin Long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is Andy Mil- Is it the one with Andy Milanakis in it? No. Yeah. Isn't Andy Milanakis possibly? And then um, the the Mexican actor who's he's a that guy. He's in so much stuff. I can't remember his name. He's fucking mm. hilarious in it too. What's his name? Yeah, man, I, I don't. I Andy Milanakis is in that forever. David Keckner. Oh, the, the the cast is amazing. Yeah, the yeah. Kids it's another like cult favorite. Yeah, cult yeah. Da- Dane Cook. Louis Guzman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Louis Guzman. Yeah, I love Louis Guzman. Yeah, he's, so, he's, he's the head chef. Too. Yeah. yeah. Shit, man. I saw this long, long ago and I was wasted out of my mind. I can't remember anything <laughs> from this. You've got to watch. It, let, That's let definitely the just, way to see it. Still waiting, let me just dude. say, You've got to it, watch has still not, it has not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> so funny to think about, like, now that Ryan Reynolds is, like, probably best known for, like, being in like the highest earning gross out yeah, comedy action Pikachu. movie but like it still <laughs> seems like such a massive detective <laughs> but it, like thinking back when he was like Van Wilder party liaison it yeah. just seems like yeah. another world but they're, they're yeah. not very far and, removed from each other and now he's exactly. the biggest comedian of all time Deadpool yeah dude yeah. Deadpool funniest comic <laughs> ever alive he, and, and he, he also fucking ruined die, Hobbs and Shaw 
Oh yeah. You reckon you? Re- I, uh, I didn't mind him in Hobbs. I and hated Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw, bro. I didn't like. I Hobbs like Shaw the as a movie. That's why I didn't watch yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, of it's course, not, it's Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, Fast and Furious franchise. Great, great barbecue scenes. Great barbecue scenes in those movies. The first Never Fast and the Furious. Steak. The best, the best tuna sandwich. Nobody comes oh, yeah, in for the course. tuna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Yeah, that's, that's where it all started. It all it. started with a damn tuna sandwich. <laughs> and of course, pairing every meal with the best beverage on earth, a Corona. Yeah. yeah. Corona. You can man, have any go beer out there and buy some Coronas. You've got to support Corona right now. I think they might be doing it tougher than anyone. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I live around the corner from a, a Hog's Breath Cafe or whatever the... Um, Whatever they're called now. What are they called Dude, now? No bragging. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, but they uh, they have this massive sign um, uh, out the front of their like their Ho- Hogs Australia's Steakhouse is what it's called in Australia. Oh, now. It used to be wow. called Hogs Breath Cafe. This shitty chain of <sighs> steakhouses. Um, and at, at the front, like as big as their logo, it's just a massive sign. And you can tell that, that they're closed and haven't been open for like, you know, months now. Mm. It just says $5 Coronas every night of the week. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, so that's good. great. That's great. Um, what about yeah. Burnt with Bradley Cooper? Yeah, man, this is a, this is one that I remember seeing the cinema and being excited about. I was like, because I, you know, I love food movies. Chef was only just Chef had just happened, and I was like, it really got me back into like the idea of like, oh, food movies are the best. You can make such great stories about them. And Burnt is so to me, it's so lame because it's trying to be like that cool, like Anthony Bourdain punk rock kitchen thing. And um, having, like, Bradley Cooper as, like, this, like, recovering addict. But it's very by the numbers. I don't think the food is that exciting in it either. Because, like, all the food just is, like, they make whatever and then they chuck a fried egg on top. So it just kind of seemed, like, instantly very dated as soon as it came out. But Bradley Cooper Mm. has been trying to make, like, something like this forever. There was a TV series that no one remembers. I reckon I'm the only one in the world that fucking remembers it. It's a, mo- a TV show. It's a sitcom from like the mid-2000s called Kitchen Confidential based on Anthony Bourdain's book. Anthony Bourdain, yeah. It's like an adaptation of that and the character he plays is called uh, Jack Bourdain. They couldn't call him Anthony <laughs> for some reason. And he's like the head chef. And it's just like, it's so like... You know, I think he could make a great adaptation. I think one day someone will make a great adaptation of Kitchen Confidential as like a great kind of movie that can kind of live in the spirit of Anthony Bourdain and capture like that rock and roll and cinematic energy that was so important to him and to his writing and to his influence. But Kitchen Confidential is like this really just dull TV show with Bradley Cooper and it's so sanitized Mm. for TV that it's like just like it's nothing. I, I've got a hmm. copy downloaded somewhere on like a hard drive. I'll put it in a Google Drive for you guys <laughs> so you can just get a taste of what it is. Cause it's, and Burnt is hmm. not too dissimilar. Burnt looks good, but um, I don't know. I don't think it captures anything authentic about it. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. Yeah, I, went, I actually saw it in cinema as well. The same sort of thing. I was like, you know, I like food movies and Bradley Cooper and blah, blah, blah. But like you said, it just tries a bit too hard and it's quite... It's too polished in a way. Like, mm. working in a kitchen is never polished. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So, it doesn't really translate. And the food is, like you said, is also very gimmicky. And 
the food design and consultation was done by Marcus Waring, who's like a two-star Michelin chef in London, but his food is very pretentious and, you know, like it is very much what's on the plate and you look at it and it doesn't really look appetising and, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. the kind of food that I would want to eat and it probably is past its prime and that kind of thing. And it's so it's not really... Because it's so cold, in a way, you can't really aspire to it and connect with it. Yes, absolutely. do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, he's like, so oh, he wants all the be- he wants all the best things, and he needs all the best equipment, and la la la. And then he doesn't get them, so he can really spur on and find his niche and fucking yada yada. But it's also sanitized, <laughs> and it's mm. not you. Ca- you just can't connect with it because it's. They try to make it real because he's got drug problems and this and that, but it's. There's just no soul or any substance mm. to it. It feels and yeah, like you look at the food and it's just too late because yeah. everyone knows what like it's so more well known like what the behind the scenes in like kitchens are like now because it's mm. like such a big part of like our entertainment culture now is like food. It is like cooking shows. It is shows like about restaurants and like the process of that. And to, like, kind of have, like, this chef that is so, like, this trying to create, like, this badass character out of a chef. Yeah. I don't think it, like, works because it becomes, like, a cliche now where something like chef where it's, like, it's very, like, human and he's, like, a, he's, like, a food nerd rather than, like, oh, a cool punk rock guy. Like, yeah, he's got the cool tattoos and stuff and he, mm. like, is, like, a cool swearing guy in the kitchen that gets along with his staff. But it doesn't have, like that pretentiousness of going like here is our vision of it it's got an authenticity to it where I don't think Burnt has that mm. yeah it's, it's pretentious it. it's pretentious I, I still I think I still enjoyed it in the cinema but I have I've never revisited it yeah mm. and I'm sorry cool, to well, have that... on it for so long I'm so sorry Burnt if you're listening out there <laughs> I'm so sorry uh, that's it for our, uh, our our big list of what to and what to not watch when you are after some food movies. I've got actually like I want to watch like six of them now. So yeah, me too. I'm like I know what I'm going to do tonight. Just bang through a couple. Yeah. Yeah. and it was um, so if, fun. If, want... if anyone like has any suggestions out there as well, let yes. us know because exactly, please. Always on the um, hunt you... for exactly this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, if I, you have, I, I meant what, to. Did you work out our email yet, Levs? I was just going to say I meant to work out what our email is. <laughs> I didn't check it. Oh, yeah, I did. It's, it's, it's the Mitchin podcast at gmail.com. I'm just checking now. Have we got any heroes? Um, yep. Um, someone uh, has is trying to make us get some random person as a, as a guest. Cool. Great. Also, someone called Golam is offering us a new iPhone 11 Pro for only $2. Ooh. Oh, snap, so, dude. I actually... Send that one over to me as well. <laughs> Alpha Catering was saying limited stock, bulk hand sanitizer, Ooh. and sneeze guards. Timely. So, uh, look, at, it's a real good time over at our Gmail right now. If you want to uh, email us some, uh, some food movies that you like, especially if you uh, listen to me say that there's not enough movies from Asia about noodles and dumplings, and you're like, fuck you, Levens, you idiot. Please yeah. let me know uh, what we should watch. Um, I, we're going to try and do an episode of The Mitchin every two weeks or so, and we would love to get Alexi back on the regular um, to talk about, uh, you know, food in, 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 in places in general, besides restaurants. In general, you can tell us in, about your in, pies yeah. next time, Lex. <laughs> yeah, dude. You can share, we'll do... share some recipes. <laughs> 
Well, there's one special ingredient that I won't reveal just yet. <laughs> but you can see the recipe. The recipe is available in the Book of Love. <laughs> uh, if you want to check out Alexi's podcast, and you should, they're all on Sans Pants Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are Total Reboot. There's also Mike Check, which is a podcast all about the films of Mike Myers. Um, and uh, he's recently made a, a, a new a, a podcast appearance on Conan O'Brien's podcast, so I imagine you're going to be doing an episode all about that very soon. Well, who knows? We 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 might just have to. We might have Dude, to. Have Austin Powers. It's the rules, mate. It's the Austin rules. Powers should have been on our list. Yeah, Austin Powers, the only movie where you see food covering people's <laughs> genitalia. Yeah, dude, that <laughs> final scene, such good stuff. Um, that fat yeah. bastard ate a baby. That's food. <laughs> yeah, dude, he wants his baby back ribs. <laughs> but both of you guys have been um, on Total Reboot, and they're two of my favorite episodes. So check them out. Levens we had on Hellboy, which is a movie that you and I do not give a shit about. So it's a very <laughs> fun episode. It's a weird one to recommend. <laughs> Listen to us be lukewarm on something for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's one of the ones I was like, God, oh, that's so funny. Just with, with just um, the apathy that we had for that movie. Because that was one that you got people to vote on to do, right? Yeah. We have such a massive fan, but fan yeah. base. We'll still think and that was, movie's really good. I was, I've, I've, I love Total Reboot so much, and I've never been more happy that you were so annoyed <laughs> that you had to watch a movie and do a whole podcast <laughs> about it. It, it was so fucking good. It oh, made the whole God, podcast just, for me. I remember I was angry at the fans. Where I was just like, dude, yeah, you should have voted were. for Dumbo. I got so much stuff to talk about Dumbo with, and no one voted for Dumbo. We it was so Hellboy. mad. It was so good. It was so and then good. I got people sending me like apologies, like, dude, I didn't know that you liked Dumbo so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but I've got more to say. But um, also, the chef episode that we did with Mitch is um, that's real fun. Talk about yeah, it's excellent. John Favreau so much, love Johnny Favreau. It's been, it's very, it's been very cute watching you two become close friends over the last couple of years. Uh, Alexi's <laughs> yeah, my favorite person. He's definitely taken over your spot, Lives. Yes, he has ascended the like ranks. Pressure was getting to me, bro. Friendship yes. ended with Levens. My new best friend is Lexi. <laughs> yes, I love both of you, Mitch. You know how much I love you. I adore you so much, Levens. You know I feel guilty saying how much I love Mitch, but I adore you too. <laughs> um, so, um, if you want to make sure, if you if you haven't got anything to eat this week, make, why don't you eat some pasta from Chichabella? Oh, um, yes, please. The details. From there, um, I'm going to try and pick up some. Over, I'm going to be in the city this weekend, so I might, I might try and pick some up. Oh and hell yeah! Let everyone know how it is. Do Just it. Do a tear down review next episode. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, of course, I've got other podcasts. Hey, fam! Serious issues and all the small games. They're all on Sans Pants Radio, alongside a bunch of other great podcasts. So go check it out. Um, and uh, I have a Patreon. Uh, for my new mixtape service, which has been going really, really well over the last few weeks, and I just want to give a special shout out to like the like like it's like twenty chefs are now like supporting me on there. Yeah. Some of them are way, for way too much money. Shouts to not, uh, Passy. I am not one of them. Sorry, everyone already knows that. Mitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I send Mitch links afterwards. Of, like, hey, I know you're not going to support me. Here's just the link to the download. Uh, Dude, can I get um, those links too? Yeah, sure, no worries. <laughs> yes, um, yes. I, I, I bet you'd support each other's Patreons. Huh? <laughs> Dude, Mitch uh, does support the Total Reboot Patreon. I hate to break it to you. That's so good. No, no, to be fair, um, to be fair, you get you granted me access to the Total Reboot Patreon I after I was a guest on the podcast. 
Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm a classic. I'm a classic. Uh, can I get Can I get on the door tonight, Levs? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I've put Mitch on the door for more parties than anyone else in the world. And, and I come to less of them than anybody else as yeah, well. Totally. <laughs> you shout out to like four of them. No, you've been you know, way more than anyone else. Um, also, got to give a shout out to Vic from uh, Leho Fook, um, who was a recent sign up. And now he's asked me to do all of his playlists for uh, his restaurant playlist, which is real cool oh, if anyone amazing. wants me to do that. Oh, awesome. Get in amazing. touch. We are at uh, the Mitchin Podcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us uh, via that. Or our um, online presences, Mitch is at Instacrill or Krillin on the Run on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon. And um, Alexi, what are you, man? I'm this at, is Alexi. This is Alexi on Twitter and Instagram. And bro, I go off on both of them. <laughs> and letterboxed. Well, I'll, I'll put you, I'll put the link oh, to your letterbox list yeah, in the, the, in the show notes. But uh, well. yeah. follow yeah, Alexi I'm on at, there, man. I'm at this is Alexi on letterboxed mm. as well, which is um, actually yeah. probably the social media I'm most active on, especially these days where I'm fucking <laughs> logging three movies a day and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but please, please awesome. give us stuff to talk about because we're we're gonna run out of shit real quick. So tell us what you want to. No, I, tell I, us I, what I've you got some fun hear. things. I'm I'm gonna make you like. Rank pastor out of fuckability. Or something. Oh, I would love to do that. I would <laughs> yeah, love okay, to do that. Let's do it. The Which actually, pastor would Mitch got, like to fuck most? I actually got sent an amazing Twitter thread. Um, our friend Vic Hula sent us sent sent me this thing on Twitter. That's a ranking of dried pasta shapes, and it's fucking oh, and it's, phenomenal. But it's all the obscure ones, right? Yes, all the obscure yes, ones. It's, a br- it's yeah. fucking phenomenal. But, it's such a good okay, thread. More- Next episode of The Mitchin is going to be all about pasta. How about that? All right. Sounds great. Um, thanks so much for listening to this one. Thanks to Alexi, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye, Alexi. Ciao.